0: And um, as I said, I'd mentioned the other patient who was uh, twisted and whose um, symptoms in his leg would not have resolved without being able to test the body distortion and restore that um, properly uh, by allowing the thorax to derotate on the pelvis um, rather than the other way around. So I think that the... Uh, Again, it shows that um, analysis of movement strategy is is important. Uh, Finding out what lies behind the failure to perform is the most important thing you can do. Identifying the failure to perform is not the end all (laughs) of the interrogation. It is actually just the beginning. You identify the failure to perform, it's just the beginning. Uh, Finding the the, the system which has failed the performance or the systems, subsystems which have failed to give access to the performance is the most important thing you can do, because then you can formulate a treatment for these systems. Um, Yanking on his knee, this other gentleman, is not the treatment. Uh, Everyone has tried it. so. Yeah, failure to perform, failure to have full range of motion is the beginning of the problem. It is not the solution. It does not even tell you why he cannot do it.
1: But, well, it just lends itself to the... I, I mean, even I'm just thinking of a patient today. I mean, I, every day, but it's a patient today. I, he, they're standing in front of me, and I have them do a, uh, a little bit of a single-leg squat Mm -hmm. um and a single leg stance and they're showing me a you know a a little bit of a collapsed knee on one side a Mm -hmm. trendelenburg kind of sign and that in and of itself doesn't give me anything really it doesn't tell me what to do It, it it that that test is so complicated And there are so many variables and factors that can be throwing off the test that, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's nice to see that there's an asymmetry side-to-side and there's some Mm -hmm. type of problem, but just identifying that there's a problem doesn't do anything, really.
0: It doesn't mean anything. does not mean automatically
1: a weak (laughs) gluteus.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean a weak gluteus. It could... But it doesn't automatically go. And right. <laughs> it doesn't tell you why the gluteus medius is weak. No. <laughs> so no, you uh, what, you're going to try and strengthen a gluteus medius that is uh, struggling? Uh, it won't strengthen, depending on what is wrong with it. And what if the weakness is coming from the foot? So <laughs> it is a response to something else. So these are the always why you must... Um, identify failure to perform but then you must go back into what is the uh, the uh, function is it uh, is it an organic a chemical an energetic um lack of resources is it a processing problem Um, or is it referred from some other system which you have not yet even started to investigate um, and, uh, luckily for us, uh, many times it can be quite straightforward, but for the, for those who, for whom it is straightforward, they don't pose a problem. They get better quickly and rapidly. Yeah. But for those. Well, I was going to say
1: also good. Go ahead. Finish. No, go on. I was good. I, I mean, I was just going to say it's a good thing for us that you have a, integrative assessment procedure and protocol to suss out all of these problems, to hone in and identify and screen what is actually a primary problem versus maybe some white noise. And, you know, in we're recording this at the end of December in 2023, and we're going to be starting again our integrative assessment course for 2024 in Chicago and you know you and i had met for lunch a couple weeks ago and Mm -hmm. we were talking about the material and the Mm -hmm. upcoming assessment course and we've decided that okay over the past several years there's a part one and a part two Mm -hmm. and now that we've done it a few times and we kind of uh, have figured it out and clarified some things and changed some things we've realized yeah there needs to be a part three. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing a part one, a part two, and a part three course uh, for the first time this year. So I thought maybe we can talk a little bit about generally, you know, what is the integrative assessment course? Why did we think it was necessary to create an integrative assessment Mm -hmm. course, as well as more generally, too? You know what? What we're going to try to accomplish in part one, what we're going to try to accomplish in part two, and why we thought a part three was necessary. So, I'll let you start. Yes. A bit. Why did we think uh, an integrative assessment course was necessary?
0: Well, first of all, um, the integrated assessment course was born out of um, a long series of. Um, Uh, clinical encounters and uh, frustrations over the years. Um, I started back in um, 1999, I think it was, and spoke with Dr. Soltis. You mean my senior year in high school? When I was in Cancun for spring break? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Shows you what a loser I am. It's taken that long. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've been at Coco Bongo for the past fifty for the past ten years.
0: <laughs> You've been I'm still I'm still trying to get a better assessment going. I yeah, <laughs> it's embarrassing. <but laughs> At this stage in my life, I'm still trying to perfect an assessment, let alone the treatment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's not even get started on the treatment. I know.
0: I know. We can just
1: get this assessment down. We can finally start treatment. I know,
0: exactly. (laughs) I will live. Yeah, I know. I'll have to come back in another lifetime to finish the course because it's going very slowly. But um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so the idea has been to find a red thread. And I remember once talking with uh, Craig Liebenson, and we said, "You know what? wouldn't it be wonderful if you could assess somebody and go, "You know, this person is suffering from a crawling strategy deficit, or they are suffering from a turning deficit?" And that this would uh, then guide your choice of exercise and, uh, you know, uh, fundamental movement uh, strategies into ADLs and finally into performance. And we were lamenting the fact that we were not there yet, but that we hoped that it would be possible, that it would be logical that that would be the case. And that conversation has stayed in my head ever since, ever since. And that must have been 20 years ago. So um, it has been my goal and my dream that that would be something achievable where you could assess somebody and go, this is a homologous movement problem, a uh, locomotory movement problem, or a turning. Rotary movement problem primarily, and this would and the um, guidelines to recovery would follow these steps right. um, and so that is it and uh, with that in mind, um the manual therapy skills became adjunctive to the restoration of movement uh, efficient movement so in going and learning techniques, it was necessary to go, well, where do these fit in? and Are they useful? Are they, are they, are they helping or hindering the progress oh, yeah. I mean, I of the rehabilitation you're, 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 process?
1: If you enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more like it, then please like this video and subscribe to our channel. You can also stay up to date on our latest seminars on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at IMTR seminars.